Welcome back to the show. You are listening to Talking Your Way to Change, the podcast that educates you about optimal mental health and psychotherapy. I am the host, Dr. Banker, and I'm coming to you from Minneapolis, Minnesota. I want to thank all of you listeners who have been coming on this journey with me. I am now venturing into the second season. This has been a profound learning journey as I learned to navigate the podcasting industry. Although it has been challenging, connecting with other mental health specialists and diving into the psychological research allows me to fill my own cup. If you are enjoying Talking Your Way to Change, thanks for tuning in. Please consider subscribing to the show. Subscribing is one of the ways for me to reach broader audiences. Also, if you think the content is worthwhile, share it with a friend. I am practicing my social media skills, and you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Now, let's get into today's episode. Most treatments for anxiety target a person's thoughts. Cognitive restructuring is perhaps the most researched strategy for coping with anxiety. Other common treatments are mindfulness or acceptance commitment therapy. Acceptance commitment therapy utilizes what psychologists term cognitive diffusion. Cognitive diffusion is when we step back from our thoughts without being caught up in them. Both cognitive restructuring and cognitive diffusion work to help people handle painful thoughts and feelings in such a way that it has less impact or influence over their everyday lives. You might wonder, why are our thoughts a problem in the first place? We know that when people are depressed or anxious, they have distorted thoughts. And I have talked about this more in depth in another episode about depression. Distorted thoughts are patterns of ways of thinking that cause people to feel anxious or depressed. The patterns of thinking are generally inaccurate and negative. Our minds convince us of something that isn't really true. It is quite a liberation when we realize that our thoughts are just events that happen in our minds. I thought it would be fun and useful to give listeners a taste for what these two strategies look like by giving examples and exercises. Let's start with the basics. When psychologists use the word cognition, they are just referring to your thoughts. So cognitive restructuring means We are going to identify your typical ways of thinking that are getting you into trouble. Let's look at some typical examples. I will refer to them as thinking errors. Thinking error number one, blowing things out of proportion, otherwise known as awfulizing. This is when we make a really big deal out of something small or making something a bit bad seem like the worst thing ever. I hate to get political, but I can't help thinking of this error in people's reaction that they will not be able to get together with their families for Thanksgiving. I am not going to be able to have a traditional meal with my family this year because of an executive order and my life is horrible. Keep in mind in that example that I just gave, I am assuming that They can't get together with their family because of the executive order, not some other correlated awful thing such as they're in the hospital or they're sick. 
truly, is it horrible? I don't want to get into all the ways it's not horrible or all of the millions of ways that lot people's lives are even more painful. For example, there are many people who have to face the holidays after a loved one dies, whether it was their child, spouse, parent, I can guarantee you that it was much more horrible than just sitting this one out. So if you are someone who has typically spent and will mostly continue to spend every holiday of your life with your family, then taking one holiday out of potential 70 or 80 years might be difficult, but it's not going to ruin your life. Okay. Psychologist Thomas Richards wrote The Paradox of Rain, an Anxiety Parable. They said that into every life, some rain must fall. What they say is true, but it is never mentioned that rain can be seen as either a blessing or a curse. And it is up to me to determine which way I will perceive it. Rain is invigorating, soothing, energizing, and sets the cycle of growth in motion. Nothing good can happen without the rain. So even though rain may be unpleasant for a time, it is never my enemy. I am my own worst enemy. If I view the rain as being a curse. In reality, the rain is not a curse. It's a blessing. It is a precursor to my growth a healthy, invigorating, motivating growth. The paradox of rain is that in order for it to be a blessing, I must recognize and accept it as a blessing. It may be uncomfortable, but it is preparing me for the good to come. It may be unpleasant, but eventually its drops will sink into the earth and produce a beautiful crop. I just love that. And it's hard to do, especially when we are anxious, but it's good to keep in mind. Okay. Okay. Let's look at some other thinking errors. Fortune telling. That's when thinking that you will know what will happen in the future and that it will be bad based on some evidence today. So you're assuming to know the future based on a small piece of evidence in the present. That would be like after practicing a sheet of music or a new dance or a new skill in a sport and you find yourself struggling that you would tell yourself, oh, I'm never going to get this. Or if I invited a lot of people to a party and the first few RSVPs I get are that people can't come, I would jump to no one's going to come to my party. Okay. Thinking error number three, polarized thinking. This is the tendency to think in extremes, all or nothing. When our thinking becomes polarized, we struggle to find a middle ground. You either have to be perfect or you're a failure. When people use polarized thinking in their relationships, they tend to idealize and devalue others. So they are moving people from the good person category over to the bad person category. Statements that are polarized tend to include words such as always, never, completely, totally, perfectly. This type of thinking is dichotomous, and it keeps us from seeing the world as it often is, complex, nuanced, and full of all shades in between. Examples are, I am either a great success or a complete failure. Others are either angelic 
or evil. To review, I have mentioned three different types of cognitive distortions, blowing things out of proportion, fortune telling, and polarized thinking. The first step in cognitive restructuring is the identification of distorted and problematic thoughts. The second step is what is called the restructuring, and that's when we want to dispute that irrational thought or irrational belief. Can I rationally support this thought? What evidence exists for its falseness or trueness? Would I encourage someone else to maintain this thought? What would my life look like if I did not have this thought? If I continue to believe this thought, maybe it would be my distorted thought is that uh, everyone must like me or that no one likes me. This might really impact my life. I might feel really depressed and anxious. I might avoid social outings. I might spend a lot of money on things that I think would impress others. I might imagine what my life would be like if I replaced this thought with one that was more adaptive, such as, you know, I have often met people who have connected with me and liked me. And it's reasonable to think that there will be people who do not particularly like me. It is impossible it is impossible to please everyone and rejection is painful in any form. So I can understand why I feel upset, but I really could substitute my thoughts for something more adaptive. Social exclusion is physically painful. We all have preferences in what we like and do not like. There are some people who we just don't have that much in common with, and that's okay. I could even ask myself, am I really upset that someone whom I like doesn't like me or am I really upset because I was rejected? Okay, so that was a flavor of all the sorts of thoughts um, that kind of come up when you are disputing irrational, distorted thoughts. And it really is helpful to write them down. And then what you want to do is you want to choose one that you really believe, right? So we're not trying to say things to ourselves that we don't believe. We're trying to come up with thoughts and beliefs that are more adaptive. Another method I have for challenging a distorted thought is to enumerate it. So instead of thinking about your problems and that all or nothing extreme, you can evaluate things on a range of zero to 100 or zero to 10. For example, instead of thinking that your spouse is a complete jerk, you could ask yourself, what's the percentage of time that my spouse is a jerk? Now that I think of it, maybe 30% of the time. Okay, so for 70% of the time, he or she is not a jerk. Okay, how much time do you think you're a jerk? As in, how much time do you think that you're inconsiderate? Uh, you might think, oh, 10% of the time. And then I might say, okay, so for the other 90% of the time, you are considerate. You might then double check that and say, okay, well, no, maybe I'm probably considerate about 80% of the time. So what we're really talking about here is a 10% difference in between how the way you act and your partner acts.
Now let's look at cognitive diffusion. So instead of evaluating or disputing unwanted thoughts, whether they are true or false, diffusion is about not getting caught up in them. We ask ourselves, will it be helpful to get caught up in this thought? The steps to making a thought more diffuse is asking yourself, if I hold tight to this thought and let it dictate what I do, in which direction will it take my life? Will I feel richer, fuller, or will I feel stuck and struggling? Let's use the example that I am someone who is worried that I am going to lose my job. So one exercise might be to allow yourself to get caught up in this thought for 10 seconds, give it your full attention, and believe it as much as possible. Now, you silently reply the thought, but with this phrase in front of it, I am having the thought, and then you fill in, that I'm going to lose my job. So you have that in the beginning of the phrase, I am having the thought. Now, I am going to replay it again, but add one more to the beginning. I am noticing that I am having the thought that I am going to lose my job. I am noticing that I am having the thought that I am going to lose my job. What happened? Did you notice a sense of separation or distance from the thought? I mean, you could do this with all thoughts. The thought, I could be a loser. I'm I'm unattractive. Oh, I'm having that thought again that I'm a loser and unattractive. Oh, I'm having that thought again that I think I'm fat. Oh, I'm even noticing that I'm having the thought that I'm a loser. I am noticing that I'm having the thought that I'm a loser. Do you see how you're separating yourself? You're diffusing, you're detaching from the thought. Here is another diffusion exercise. Visualize the thought that's disturbing to you appearing in your email box, maybe in Gmail. Notice the subject line, whatever it is. Um, You're going to lose your job. That would be the subject title. You read the message, but you do not delete it. You let it sit in your inbox, but as read. You're not trying to suppress the thought. You're not even thinking of replying to the thought. See if you can tolerate it. It is just sitting there. That's diffusion. Whether we start examining our thoughts or trying to restructure them, we begin the process of quieting these automatic negative thoughts and they start to lose their power to impact us. If you are looking to utilize these strategies in psychotherapy, it probably would be an excellent start. And you could try to find a therapist who specializes in cognitive behavioral therapy or what is called acceptance commitment therapy, as well as just reading and finding information about the various types of thought distortions and finding ways to debunk those messages. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, this is Dr. Banker. Thanks for joining us this week on Talking Your Way to Change. You can also visit our Facebook page. You can subscribe to the show on Anchor or iTunes so that you never miss an episode. If you found value in this show, we would appreciate a ratings on iTunes 
or you could just simply tell a friend. I need to alert everyone that this podcast is not meant as a substitution for mental health treatment. So although the podcast deals with psychotherapy, this is not your psychotherapy. Okay, thanks for listening. Until next time, this is Dr. Banker.